0: to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Goal. Now let's hit the field and start the show. America! and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast the apertura 2023 is upon us i'm your host ivan and we're going to be talking all things club america getting you guys ready ahead of the first match day against fc juarez and joining me today to talk all things club america it is none other than my beloved co-host the wonder kid himself the cowboy of all cowboys mr dylan jimenez dylan how are you my friend
1: Good, man. You know, just trying to stay cool in this Texas heat. It's not very kind to me right now, but we'll just keep things rolling here as I try to stay cool in front of this fan. Thank goodness for AC. Am I right? No, oh, yeah, definitely, dude. Definitely. Thank goodness for AC. But here, here we are. <laughs> Almost It's over 100 here, so...
0: Oof. And, you know, Chris would probably have chimed in if he was talking about this, about our setting heat wave over here in Southern California, but it's nothing compared to what you guys have going over there, so... So far, we're living the living a good life here in Southern California with with a little bit of heat that we have going. So, I guess I want to say I kind of feel your pain, but I, nothing really close to what you're feeling because you were telling <laughs> me too that there's about to be rain. So I can only imagine what the humidity is going to be like.
1: Oh, dude, it's gonna it already feels like an oven. And it's just gonna bake even more <laughs> with the humidity. <laughs>
0: no one wants to be around Texas right now with that humidity. So. Uh, <laughs> But funny enough, it's yeah, it's always the weather channel at the beginning of these podcasts that it, it never seem to. It, it, is that just a typical icebreaker, Dylan? Do you think it's just how's the weather, or or what, you think that's just kind of the way it goes everywhere?
1: I think this is how it goes because I mean, right now it's obviously the truth but it's for me because it's, man, it's like it's supposed to be like a hundred right now, but with the with looking at the heat index, it's like a hundred fifteen, dude, and that's not fun at all. <laughs> Not fun at
0: all. And well uh let's let's maybe talk about something that should be a little bit fun. And that's our Aguilar de la America coming back with some hope and aspirations to finally lift the 14th is Andre Jardine. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um the man that's gonna lead us to the 14th, Dylan.
1: Yeah, you hope so. I mean you I mean, um obviously, you know, I think uh, some of us, like especially Chris and AJ and and uh, Christian. Um, you know, I think they're pretty excited for him and, you know, I can't lie. I'm, I'm pretty excited too, especially with the way he, you know, he's been, um, talking with the team, especially, I think it was before their second preseason game. Um, you know, it, it's building a lot of confidence, but at the same time I look at him and just like, okay, like you can say all this, but like now you need to show it in the field on the pitch and, you know, bring the best head of this team to, to get us to where we want to be.
0: No, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we've had coach coaches come and go that tend to say the right things, just never seem to kind of deliver on their word. A perfect right. example is Solari, right? That the, the right. man was uh, just perfectly well-spoken and you know, the, the team didn't deliver at the end of the day. So he had to go. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it, Hearing him speak the way that he speaks about his opportunity and whether or not he was the first choice or whatever, like he's just grateful to be at America. And he sounds like he's up for the challenge and he sounds like he's already manifesting that he's going to win trophies with America. And that's, I think, something a little bit more nicer to hear than what other coaches you should say. Well, you know, we have our objectives. We know that we have to be champions, yada, yada, yada. Kind of, you know, Tiptoe around the situation. I kind, of I kind of just went straight forward. It's like, yeah, I want to be champions. We need to be champions. Got to do everything because I want to be a champion. And he's kind of already putting himself in that cornerstone to be the man to lead us there. Um, and it's nice. It's it's nice to see kind of a, a shift in tone. Um, like I said, he sounds very excited. And th- that, kind of feed, that kind of energy that he's kind of transmitting feeds off, not only into the fans, but also into his players. And I mean, you know he's had a pretty good track history with you know what he's done. I know it's not been in kind of the adult league because it's been usually with uh, you know the under categories of of you know u twenty threes and and below where he's had this most success you know the olympics the s uh was it, libertadores too the u twenty three libertadores um and the one chance he had here with San Luis, I think he did a pretty good job too so Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard not to be uh, aesthetic the way that you kind of all were mentioning it in the group chat. So looking forward to it. Now we talked about, you guys talked about, it, especially about the last podcast you and Chris kind of dove into it and, and specifically spoke about, you know, not having a coach. And the fact that it took us well extended, what over 20 something days for America to finally kind of have a coach concrete. We know that he wasn't the first option sound like Greg Berhalter was probably going to be the number one choice for America. What, um, what was your sensation leading up to the announcement of Jardine And did you think that there was a better option out there for us? Um,
1: I personally, um, I was, I was kind of getting frustrated with all this because, you know, especially looking at the, as the club as a whole, um, it was obvious, you know, the, the, the board and everybody was, was off guard with, uh, resigning, resigning. Um, you know, cause I think, uh, even then, you know, um, um, it took you this long to find somebody. And, you know, now that we did, now you got to get back to the important thing, which is getting the signings, getting those, uh, the um, in the club and everything, because I mean, the only person that's really been signed is Kevin. And you know obviously, the club is linked with uh, <laughs> different players that bring in and everything like that, and yeah, I mean, sure, i mean uh I think Chris said it, I think we're gonna look at League's Cup as like a preseason, but obviously it kind of sucks that no new signings could have come could have come in um because the ordeal of having to find a coach, having to find the manager, you know, especially uh wanting somebody like uh wanting somebody there to to get a feel for the team and then feel uh, get input, and it was like, okay, this is what I want. I think these are the signs we should go for and this is where we can be better. Um, So now I just feel like the process has kind of slowed. The process has kind of um, um, taken a a detour, but now with, uh, with hiding there and, you know, I think it's just going to be now it's going to be a little bit more fast paced because we're going to see hopefully the signings come in soon. Obviously though um, it's going to be a bit because obviously the, the game, the first game of the season on Friday, um, but you know it was a lot of uh a lot of bit of it felt like a a novella I think christian even said it too um I don't necessarily think with with everybody that was linked with the club the, with the rumors going around. I don't think there was really any better option i think obviously like we kind of said with what you've seen what he did with uh, uh with san Luis especially um I think the second like you know whenever America played them in in the in the quarterfinals um you know, I think it says a lot to what he what he wants to do. It says a lot to how he can get his players to play, especially whenever they have nothing to lose. Um, you know, and they're they're an underdog, especially whenever San Luis came into the Azteca um, that second leg. Um, I think it says a lot about his style, his co- his coaching and how he can motivate his players. So I'm kinda of looking forward to it.
0: No, yeah. I mean, like I said, a lot of positive uh, stuff to kind of take away from Jardine. But uh it it was a Santiago's Baño special, you know, leaving it to the last minute to you know, pushing it and extending it as far as it could go. Uh because I mean ideally, I mean no one expected Tanor well, we expected Tanortis to get fired. Yeah. We didn't expect him to quit. And I think that was the thing that kind of shocked everyone. I didn't think that they thought about having kind of a plan B in that situation. And then there yeah. was talks about, you know, potentially Santiago Baños was talking to him and be like, you know what, stay another year, season, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the Ortiz came and said what he said. That's behind us, you know, and, and Santiago Baños had to push forward, move forward. And he, he just took too long. I think um, it's like you guys mentioned, it was like a novella. We had names thrown up and down like crazy. Uh, I'm only glad that there was actually really good names being thrown out there. Not like the time where we didn't know who was gonna be our coach after Miguel Herrera and people were saying Memo Vasquez and Sergio Bueno. And I told you guys the minute that I have to make that graphic, I am done. I'm done with this. Uh so I'm glad that those names did not resurface, did not get back and rumored. So yeah. uh it was it was nice to see that there was a lot of kind of high caliber names being thrown at us. Um and unfortunately you know, think- we stuck with one.
1: Yeah, I think even names you you might have not necessarily agreed with, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of like you said, mm-hmm. you know, at least it wasn't like the memo Vasquez and stuff like that. You know, there were different names that were, I guess, in a sense, like higher caliber, even if you didn't want them as the manager. No, yeah, 100
0: percent agreed. Uh, the only name that we didn't get and, and I know Dylan, me and you were
1: rooting for was uh,
0: Ruben Roman Romano.
1: <laughs> yes, low key <laughs> in the bottom of my heart. I was hoping for that. <laughs>
0: Same. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely same. Um, But yeah, overall it's, um, it's, it's nice to finally have an idea of who's going to be our coach and kind of have his philosophy going forward. You spoke about the signings and then the lack of signings, you know, we need, regardless of who the manager was going to be, we knew that we needed a right back. We didn't have right back. We only had Miguel Ayun and you can't really try to win the league with Miguel Ayun as a starting right back. So it, It was obvious that the the managers, I mean, that the institution had to do something about it right away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they got Kevin Alvarez. I applaud them. They did a really good job there. And then it stalls after that, right? Then you get Jardine, and then you think things are going to start picking up, and it stalls after that too. Like, we have not had anyone come into the club. Granted, I know that we have to move players, but Aquino has been let go. Federico Vines has been uh, let go. Roger Martinez is already out of a contract. Looks like uh, Actually Friday's his last day with America and unless something crazy happens, I doubt they're gonna re-sign him. So he's out.
1: Um who else is also left? Um Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's it, right? Yeah, but I was sitting here trying to think too, but that's all I can think of at the top of my head right now.
0: Well, obviously Mere and Ortero are back. Actually Ortero ended up going back to sporting Gijon in Spain, so he's out of the question. I think Mere, they've been trying to find a place to relocate him. Um, so there's been some incorporations because of their loans coming to an end. I think the biggest one, that maybe the one that shows somewhat promise, is Mauro Linus, just to have a little bit of depth on that left hand side with Capizzi yeah. out for an extended period, about three months. Um, but it, it's it's frustrating because you've lost players to their national team, especially Mexico right now with the Gold Cup. We have, mm-hmm. I believe, three players out there. You're starting, yeah, you're starting center back, you're starting goalkeeper, and you're starting striker. You just kind of cut
1: some dead weight with some of the um, foreigners. Wait, but are you still you- including Memo on that on, on the America squad? Because You said goalkeeper. Oh, Malagon. <laughs> Malagon. Yeah. No. 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 Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was.
0: But that's what frustrates me. I was just like, and it's it's nothing against Malagon, but if Memo's going to be there and you know he's going to be your starting goalkeeper, why not just let Malagon go? You know. Yeah. So, but I I get why he has to be there. Um, So obviously there's, there's a lot of questions and uh, the idea was, okay, we bring in a manager before these friendlies that we had in, um, in Texas. And, you know, you bring in a manager beforehand, he gets to know the squad, sees a couple of players, and finally gets to finalize who he wants to bring in. Jardinet doesn't start coaching until after. Those friendlies are over. he has an idea now now he has an idea who he wants to bring in It's a little bit too late. you're talking a week a week before the for the league starts now it's less yeah. because obviously it's Tuesday when we're recording this game uh league starts on Friday for us, which I think is a weird day to have America play on a on a Friday
1: know um, yeah,
0: at the Azteca but it's again, now, now we're playing catch up. And, and that's the one thing that I hate about this is it's the front office always does this. It's, it's a Banyan specialty. It's, we know who we need and we know what needs to get done, but it's not going to get done until three, four, five weeks later. And that's the deteriorating part because you, you're looking at this team and thankfully, and, and I'm saying this, you know, thankfully there's a leaks cut because if there wasn't, um, it would be very worrisome because it would mean that our, you know, reinforcements would incorporate themselves like week three, week four and wouldn't have an adjustment until week six, week seven. And yeah. by then you're halfway through the season.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. That. That's a frustrating that's the frustrating part too. And 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 uh what I was trying to say, hopefully things kind of pick up here uh soon too, just because, you know, uh with, with the with the manager situation going on, you know, it sucks because, you know, I look at it just like okay, like has the if hide Air like knew he was like on the verge of like being there like did he even watch the first game or you know did obviously i think he watched the second game at least but did he watch the first Did he watch the second because it, it's already hard enough that you're not you're not actually training with these players to see them and you, and you see them have live action like that and you, and you think you know is that enough for them to for him to realize like okay like these are the players that like you said that like, i want um to play at the moment until we get these new signings or until we get the players back from the gold cup
0: yeah i agree i mean because been doing things very slow paced and and specifically i think the start of this season um just very lethargic from the front office and you know we don't know everything that happens behind the scenes i'm sure there's hurdles that they have to go through and us being who we are i i I know it does not make life easy for them but they've been there long enough they they should know how to get through these hurdles and have an understanding it's, it's just, I just have a sense of like, you know, we're being very lethargic. I, even with the jersey release, the jersey release is tomorrow, right? So we're presenting our new kit. But that means that it's only like giving people two days to then order it to be ready for game day on Friday, which I think is weird. I mean, some players, some teams have already been doing it from a week, two weeks ago, presenting themselves. So again, it's just stuff around the club the institution that make me feel like it's very lethargic movement from the front office um i'm sure there's reasons behind it but again it doesn't help and you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot like i said thankfully there's a leagues cup right and we'll get to this when we talk leagues cup later down the road but you know it's as much of a preseason as it is america still needs to find a way to make it uh a challenge for themselves because we know that it's a legitimate trophy so America's kind of obligated to win it, regardless of whether or not. You know, it's just kind of how this institution works. So we'll see what happens. And I mean, a lot of questions as to who's going to come here and there. Um, the latest right now we're hearing is, um, uh, Maxi, what is it? Gomez I tweeted out too. Maxi Morales. Uh, hold on. I want to say it's Gomez. Yeah, Maxi Gomez. There you go. Yeah. The Uruguayan striker, um, twenty-five years old, playing in the the Turkish league. He's rumored to be the kind of ideal number nine that America wants, so they're gonna try to go in for him. Um, you know, for the first time, Dylan, I don't think the issue has been financial restrictions. Um, I think we've loaded off a couple of players. Um, Independiente is paying us back. I think there's some money there that things can get done. It's just again. I don't know what's halting these situations. Um, Other than that, I mean, the Julian Quiñones one, that one seemed to have, that one was funny because it picked up like very heavily. Like, I think it was like either yesterday or two days ago, it picked up heavily that it was Mm going to happen. And then by the end of the night, it died. It was like, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) He's not going to become an American player. Um, So obviously the biggest rumor right now is that America needs a number nine. With Henry Martin being out, and potentially you're thinking that this Mexico side in theory should go all the way to the finals you're going to be without a henry for a while i know that a lot of people are saying well we have youth players and by all means yes but none of them convinced me in these preseason friendlies and i'm just that's just me being sincere so if they didn't convince me a guy who's you know watching them on the screen can you imagine if they're going to convince uh the new coach
1: yeah no yeah exactly and 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 like kind of like I was mentioning, too, you know, uh, you're hoping, you know, once Jardine was uh, announced, you know, things would pick up in in that area, but it just really hasn't. And other than, you know, uh, Gomez now being rumored with the club. Um, And, uh, you know, this is just kind of the point that we're at because we go, what, we go three weeks with with the league until we break for Leagues Cup? Four.
0: Because it goes all the way to the Jornada four.
1: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I mean it's just one of those things you it's just it's just frustrating because you obviously want to see the best from your club but it's so hard to right now when when your your board and your club you know doesn't go after these signings as fast as you want them to because you know it, everything's going to be right around the corner especially too because it, it I always thought it was kind of weird how the Glasuda ends. and it just doesn't seem like a month later like Oh, we're already back in in preseason and then we get two preseason <laughs> yeah. friendly games and then the and then then starts and so it's just like, like, you don't have that much time in between already. And then it, you already turned this manager search into a novella and then you have Banos going on, on through the internet talking talking this and that and everything, dude. It's just like, dude, like just go find the manager and go find the players and let's go, dude. Like we got, we, you don't got time to kill, <laughs> but apparently Banos did so. <laughs>
0: He's like, I got yeah, I'll sit down and have a you know in-depth interview with you. And you remember when he did that? I, I wanna say maybe it was like it was when they fired Miguel Herrera. I can't yeah, was it when they fired Miguel Herrera? He went on to the NA as well. And remember he said, Oh yeah, Roger's not gonna play for us anymore. He's done. He's done. And, and Roger ended up playing for another two years with America. So I, I can't take that man serious when he goes on and no. you know, stuff
1: like that. So, no and, and and it's and it's hard too and like i'm i'm probably wrong because obviously we we just cover america and we don't cover any other club or at least i don't ever see anything but like anything like this but what other what other uh president whatever whatever person like banalis from any other club goes on like through the annual or fox deportes and does something like that dude <laughs> like who does that
0: <laughs> Who does I think, that? I think the only person i've ever seen do that i think uh, was probably Pachuca's president um and he you know was saying that the federation's corrupt and this and that but he didn't sit down and kind of open the doors to the club you know Banyos, i don't know I, I get why they push him to do it because right televisa they own us so they want to no. find a way to kind of safe face and be like okay look we're gonna have the guy in charge come and talk to our experts and we're gonna put him under pressure quote unquote so i get yeah i, I think it's weird that you know he went in and and, and does that kind of stuff because like you said there's no time to waste like you know that hour you you spent there or not even an hour because dylan you work in in in, in tv in a sense and, and you understand that there's you know you have to get there ahead of time you know make a wardrobe blah blah, blah get ready get set and then afterwards yeah. too there's a whole so that man was probably there for like four hours
1: yeah just i mean chill I mean yeah probably about a good two you know because you know like you said you got to get there ahead of time and it's not like you just show up like five minutes before the interview and everything but i mean yeah especially too like i mean i didn't i didn't get to watch it but like especially too like if you throw in the breaks and stuff like that and then you know i mean you're just you're just there i mean it's just kind of like godly like you could have been using that time to actually assign
0: somebody (laughs) yeah on a call to you know wherever you had a call but um i mean We'll see what happens with with Baños and if he can deliver. I think he's slowly been trying to save face and, and it's kind of helped. If America would have made the final and lift the trophy, it's a whole different conversation at this point. Yeah. Um, but he's trying to you know, put out the fires as fast as he can. Uh, well, at his pace, we know it's not that fast, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but as far as signings go, you're only going to expect Kevin to start on on friday against juarez and uh i could be wrong the you know from here on to friday we might get two new signings and things might change radically right not to say that yeah. they're gonna be fielded on friday but then you know the the vibe or at, at, at least attention dies down a little bit in around coapa and the fans kind of have a sigh of relief and say okay it, it looks like this team is moving in the direction that we needed to go um because the fans are kind of fed up with it too. And, and rightfully so uh, constant. I mean, what is it? Three times being knocked out in the semifinal um, consistent failure when it comes to Ligias, uh, you know, they had a banner when, when they were playing in what was it? McAllen that they it said that, you know, the shirt fits them too big that they're not, that they're scared to lift the trophy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's understandably that, you know, there's, they, The fans have a voice and and they're using it to kind of let the team know, like, hey, it's not been good enough. Like, we need a title. We should have a title right now. And so uh, I know Waino said, you know, we we know that we're in debt to them and we have to do everything. And that's why I think the appointment of Jardine was a good one. And now now you have to help him as well. It's not just one thing to kind of appoint and be like, okay, work magic with whatever we have here. You also have to give him some tools to kind of form, you know, his own squad in his own way to potentially help us lift that trophy, because it's going to be another Solari situation if they don't. Right? How many times does Solari want X player in this and that, and he had to do miracles with a Piojo squad?
1: No, yeah, I I, def, I definitely agree too. I mean, especially like like now with him there, he he's going to see what he has to work with, and then plus, obviously, you know, he's going to have that three or four weeks in the league, which, um, which, I mean, he's not new to the league or anything like that, but we'll have those three, four weeks to see what he's really working with for him to see what, uh, he needs and everything. So I think those first, these first three weeks are going to be crucial in terms of not necessarily just getting points before you break for lease cup, but also get a more of a sense of like, where your strengths are or with the team and where your weaknesses are and where can you be better. And this is whenever Binos has to look at that and listen to, to hiding that too. And just play, okay, we're going to, we're going to do our best to get what you want so we can succeed. So we can have that 14th.
0: No, yeah, I hundred percent agree in, in, in that. And actually uh, you, uh, you stand corrected. It is up to the third jornada. So it's three weeks and then you break for leagues cup. Um, but you mentioned something very important. It's the racking up of points. Like I I can't get, can't give themselves the luxury of taking these next couple of games and being like, okay, you know, a draw is su- sufficed, or you know, maybe losing a game here and there. Like you have Quarez at home, Queretaro away, and Puebla at home. Like you have to walk away with nine points coming into League's Cup. Yeah. Because after League's Cup, the break it it's, it gets a little tougher, right? You have to go away to Atlas, then you face Leon, uh, you know, just two weeks after that, and then you have Two Classicals back to back with Crucesul and Chivas. Like, it's not going to be easy. Like, you have uh-uh. to rack up those points. So, it's understandable that you know there's going to come some hiccups and some you know disruptions when trying to get things done. But they need mm-hmm. to get this done ASAP. Like, they can't they can't just be like, oh, the January, the summer transfer window doesn't close until you know the end of uh, what is it the end of August? Jesus,
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: So he can't be like, well, I got the end until the end of August because if that's the case, guess what? We're gonna be like six corners in. in. Yeah. Six tornados in. <laughs> and we're probably gonna be getting one or two signings. Yeah.
1: And yeah. then and then it's just like by then, you know, the, the new player that's coming is gonna be gonna be ready by the by what like the probably the end of the like last four weeks. <laughs> you know, yeah, by the time they get adjusted and everything. Yeah, exactly. So I mean it's just <sighs> it's frustrating, dude. It really is.
0: Absolutely frustrating, but we'll keep you guys up to date with everything in regards to the transfer window for America. I'm expecting there to be kind of big news ahead. Um, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say that because, um, you know, America announced that they were going to have their jersey launch tomorrow. And someone, I think, had, um, I think Mimo had tweeted that tomorrow's you know, they're going to announce the jersey. And someone replied, oh, uh, they're going to announce the jersey with uh, uh, with Quiñones weighing it. And uh, I just kind of laughed at that and I was like, I mean, that'd be great if it if it was actually true, but I, I really don't think that's going to be the case. But no. um, it's just a little funny thing that that I saw on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow us on on all our social media platforms, especially Twitter. We kind of keep you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of Las Aguilas de América. Uh, as much as transfers, um, you know, rumors, anything. Make sure you guys uh, stay there. Uh, we'll keep you guys up to date with everything. Um, I know Christian and Chris are really good during this time period to kind of weave out the news and rumors and kind of give you guys the truth. And and sometimes we you know, we get caught up with a, a couple of headlines, but for the most part, uh, we try to use as much credible and reliable sources as well. So
1: uh I think Chris just, is caught up in the headlines the most.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. So but uh he's learning as as he goes. So as long as we don't have a repeat of the Diego Rey situation, we're fine. right, Dylan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I freaking hate that so much.
0: Dark times on, in the Eagle Eye podcast, uh, verse if we'll leave it at that. Um, well, I think that's as much as we have on transfer rumors and, and transfer updates. Um, America is still getting paid from independientes. What I have here on my notes. So expect that to kind of be fully paid out by maybe next week. We'll keep you guys updated as well. Um, As far as America going public and into the Mexican stock market, that's kind of died down a little bit, which is worrying me. This is what I mean, Dylan, where the team is very lethargic right now. Like things are moving at a very slow pace. Um, But hey, when it comes to, you know, clubs in public, slow pace, you know, you have to look elsewhere. Manchester United still... Don't have a uh, complete buyout, so
1: it's
0: uh, both of our teams here. Very frustrating in regards to the financial department. Mandela.
1: Yes, uh, I don't even know what to say, dude. It's just so frustrating. It's just like, why me, and why these stupid sports teams have me like this? You know, <laughs> this, this, is, this is why I <laughs> go to I therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, man. It's just uh, I, I feel it every day, every day. When I, the first thing I do is I go on Twitter and, you know, well, first thing I do is wake up and I check to see that my son's okay. Um, and then, and, and then I go on Twitter and then I see, okay, no news, no news, no America news, no concrete America or Manchester United news. And I just lie there awake thinking, why me? Woe is me, you know? Woe is me. <laughs> um... And then, as far as updates, we already talked about the kit being announced, and I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I guess we can just kind of jump into the uh, the game against Juárez. So let's let's do that. So América kicks off their campaign against FC Juárez on a Friday, nonetheless, um, the worst yeah, day
1: for it to start for me.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just a weird day, odd day. for um, America hasn't played on a Friday in years, all right? Years. Let me put it in, in that context. Uh, so, again, odd time. I think that's the only Friday game we have at home. So, I don't know what the logistics is behind it. Probably should have done some research, but regardless, um, that game's going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, 8 Central for you, Dylan, and for our friends over on the East Coast, that's going to be 9 p.m. Um, so it's going to be the Stadio Stica, live uh, via 2 So make sure you guys have yourselves ready for what should be, hopefully, an interesting first debut for Jardine. Now, it's not going to be an easy game, mainly just due to the fact that we have quite a few players out, right? The biggest one injury being Cabecita Rodriguez, you won't be able to field him. As the aforementioned players that have left already, can't take into consideration and you the gold cup, so it's looking a little bit dense for for Jardine going forward. I'm gonna give you my predicted starting 11, Dylan, and you kind of tell me whether or not you kind of go with that or what you would change or what you see differently for Jardine in this first uh first jornada. So I'm going with Oscar and goal uh, on the right. You're gonna obviously have Kevin uh, on the left. I think you're gonna have Fuentes, he's been kind of the talisman for america going into the left hand side of of the fullback position i don't intend for that to change with a new manager just because i don't think chava Reyes is kind of up there uh in a center back partnership you're gonna have um unfortunately caceres and nestor rojo i would love to see an emilio lara but i don't think he's gonna get the chance just right away um mm-hmm. In the center mid, you're going to have, unfortunately, no Fidalgo. He's serving as two-match ba- two suspension, so he's going to be out. Uh, so you're mostly going to have Richard Sanchez. And uh, this is where you kind of get a bit of a curveball. I'm going yeah. Jonathan Los Santos, so, I mean, kind of the best we have at the moment. Uh, on the left-hand side, and then this is tricky because... I would typically say Brian Rodriguez, but there was rumors that he was using Brian up top. So I'm going Mauro Lainez on the left-hand side, on the right, Leo Suarez in the center, uh, center attacking position, Diego Valdez, and striker Brian Rodriguez, which, by the way, he has played there before for LAFC. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's going to be something new to him. That's my starting eleven, Dylan, what do you think? We, you, you back it up, or do you think that there's things we
1: can tweak around? No, I I think that's the best you have got, unless unless you obviously want to throw an academy player in there, but I don't I don't think you do.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I I think that this is kind of the best he has at the moment, which is unfortunate because you know this is not an A team necessarily, not even a B team. I think it's like a B slash C team here. Um, so it's unfortunate, like I said, that we're in a situation. Ideally, mm-hmm. the thing was that America had. A center attacking, you know, player like a center forward, for Jardine to kind of use in this game. We know that, mm. that that's not going to be the case. Even if they sign someone right now, if we, we were, you know, if, we, if our phones ring right now and said America signed X player, there's no way he comes into Mexico City, trains all that stuff, and is ready by Friday. I just, I, no, just unrealistic. So it's kind of what we have, and uh, I mean we still have to back this team and, and say that they have to get a result at the side of Seca because you're at home and no disrespect to FC Juarez, but it's Juarez. So, yeah, you know, unfortunately is what we have, but I don't expect it to be a pretty game. I know a lot of people are kind of praising Jardine for his style of play, yeah, but I don't expect this to be the prime Jardine example. No. And I don't think a lot of people should read too much into this one, just so much as America goes in, gets the job done and gets three points.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm looking for too. I, mean, I mean, like you said, like, you know, I think we'll see the flashes of what we want, uh, what Harden uh, wants, um, especially with, with this group. But I think once she starts integrating um, the players that are out with Gold Coast, especially like with like Zendejas and then um, hopefully uh, Henry too. And um um, obviously, Mourinho going back back in goal and, you know, whatever other players get signed, I think that's whenever we'll be able to see more of um, of what he wants. But I, I do think we'll see some flashes over these next three weeks, uh, which we really hope for at least, you know, but I, by no means this is going to be clean or the end product. I mean, the end product is, is still a ways down the line.
0: Agreed. And, and we probably won't see that end product probably until like maybe the jornada five or six because it's just kind of the reality for america at the moment but yeah um we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens know is probably the most happiest man that you would ever find in this situation to think that he has this turn 11 and he's still happy about being at america other managers would be like i am in such a terrible situation and he's just like yeah this is fine we're gonna ride the wave so
1: yeah we'll, yeah we'll and we'll see and i think i think thinking that too and going back to what you said about whenever you know um, he came out and he didn't, he just didn't like tiptoe around, around the, uh, like, Oh, like you got to win, you know, the club. I think he knew what he was getting himself into. I think maybe that's what was, what was attractive about the job for him, even though he might've not been the first choice for, for Banos in the club. Um, but I think he knew what he was getting himself into in terms of like what the expectation is, uh, week in week out, um, up and the end, close to the out, you know, kind of thing. um, and especially with the way this with the way the squad is and how much we how much we I guess in a sense like um uh not only say criticize it but how much we talk about it and what we can what work can be better and you know some of the players too we might criticize but I think he knew what was get himself into I think he wanted that challenge I think he wanted to prove himself he wants to prove himself now saying like okay like look I might not have that much you know uh senior team experience besides you know what I did at, at San Luis and the times I was, uh, I was caretakers in Brazil. Um, but here I am, you know, with the biggest club in Mexico, probably one of the biggest clubs in, in all the Americas. And, you know, I'm about to go out and do it with them and win trophies with this team. And I can say that I started with this and then here, here am I going to end with the end product. You know what I mean? So like, I just think he's, he's going to live up to, so what, what he says. And, you know, I think he knew what, what he was getting himself into whenever he took the job.
0: Oh, yeah of course of course and and I think he's painting himself the most ideal kind of cinematic story that he could possibly do right have start start from nothing and end with glory it, it, i think what's he's trying to paint um not just in his mind but I think the minds of all americanistas, so it'll be interesting um so again, America under the microscope yet again now on starts again for them on Friday for what should be hopefully a good season on the Jardine um. And I mean, hopefully fans are patient because it's it's kind of a reminder again. It's like, this is not his squad. This is not his final kind of plan. And you have to kind of be a little bit more adjusted to to everything. So we'll have to see what happens.
1: You you can't even say Kevin's really his signing either.
0: No, of course not. That's 100% of, you know, Abano signing right there.
1: Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. I have to wait and see. As you always Evan.
0: Well, yeah. No, fingers crossed. I mean, we're trying to be optimistic here. That's kind of something new from you and me. So we'll we'll see if uh, we're able to paint that side of the story and if Harden is the correct brush in order for us to do so. Which again, optimism, but it's kind of hard to do so once you remember the starting eleven that we're gonna have this Friday. So uh, just make sure you guys stay tuned for all our coverage. Uh, should be exciting. Should be fun and we'll see what this roller coaster entails for all of us in the americanismo all right dylan um anything else you want to add on before we kind of wrap it up here
1: um no just um i i wish i was i was more excited for friday but you know uh it's just Same. such a bad it's such a bad week for, for me the way um work is going for me right now that i'm probably gonna miss a good chunk of the game or even miss all of the game but you know, I'm really just looking forward to the season and, and just seeing where, where things go. Um, you know, obviously, we're still expecting a couple more signings, especially with um, with the way things have been, I guess, better for us since financially. Um, and then with Heidi the ne- the Neck obviously coming in. But, no, I'm actually looking forward to this season to see how things go. Um, I'm just uh, – just, uh, hopefully, by the end of the season, we'll be back on here talking about the 14th.
0: Agreed. The Jogo Bonito era is upon us. All right, Dylan, before we kind of wrap it up here, one last question. You're kind of a little bit of off the topic, but um your rating for the new Manchester United jersey. Um give it
1: give it seven.
0: You know what? I was thinking the same. I was like, it's a solid seven. I kind of like the idea they were going with. I think the delivery could have been a little bit better, but um not a bad kit. And then I'm I'm assuming you've seen the rumors of what the jersey is going to be from it. I mean, at this point, it's practically confirmed. But yeah. uh your your thoughts on that one?
1: I about about a six and a half.
0: Yeah, it's ugly. I mean, I know there's some people that it's growing on them. It's ugly for me still. And you have no idea how difficult it's been to kind of orchestrate the new graphics we have for this season around this because I just think the pattern is so stupid. I mean, whoever designed this i'm pretty much nike with a little bit of america just did not do a good job
1: yeah um, i mean I, i it's it's always one of those things for me too with jerseys where like it has to grow on me like i don't i might not like it right off the bat but then like once i see it like maybe in like three or four games i'm just like oh you know it's not that bad after all
0: I mean it's definitely gonna grow on me. Cause I, I just know myself already. I mean how many times yeah. have I said that on the podcast? It's just not a good jersey, and then end up tweeting about it that it's been shipped to to my house. So <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gonna grow on me, but it's just it it'd be nice to just kind of have like one that just off the bat, you're like, okay, you know what? Yeah, this is nice. This is nice. You know what America is really good at is a third kit. Like they've been really good at those. Like off the oh, bat, yeah. you think those and you're like, okay, nice. Absolutely nice. Um, so we'll have to wait and see if it grows on this uh it's actually a tribute to the 1973 uh 1973 sh- uh slash 1974 champions uh of, of that time for america so that's why you could they kind of emulate the crest being in the middle of the jersey yeah. so just kind of wanted to give that little note to to all of you listening
1: i think um, they only did the jersey like that so they didn't have to change the shorts <laughs> yeah. It just has to just like we'll oh, just use the same shorts that we did in the in the in the class with us, So
0: And that's why we save money and that's why we can sign players this year.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Manus fun a a shortcut in that sense. Um well uh all right, I think that's kind of the last thing i had in that sense um well you know uh thank you to all of our listeners i hope you guys are excited for a new season we're going to try to keep you guys up to date with everything uh we have a lot of exciting things coming this year competition wise we have Leagues cup we have Concacaf champions league for this team as well um so a lot of emotional roller coasters to kind of go through this season and dylan one well, for one excited to be able to share this with uh with all our listeners and, and with you guys as well no yeah most definitely
1: um you know it's it's fine to get get back at this you know after so long um especially after the devastating loss in the in the Clausura. but you know that's neither here or there we're here now so let's just move forward and see how things go
0: absolutely and you should remind me america also announced that they are having a friendly against well i don't know how much of a friendly it could be called against um chivas Achivas. here in los angeles at the rose bowl the, the uh, amazing, I say that in in very loose terms because it's, the Rose Bowl is probably one of the most terrible stadiums to kind of go to. Parking is absolutely the worst, but um, it'll be interesting to see what that entails for the America side. I'm assuming it's going to be during Feca FIFA, FIFA.
1: Yeah, so I got we'll kind of excited. Happened. I thought I said I thought I said Cotton Bowl, and I looked at the date real quick, and then I was and I looked back at the uh, at the graphic of of the of the game and stuff, and I saw Rose Bowl. I was like, oh so <laughs> got kind of excited it was that the
0: cotton bowl two years ago i want to say
1: yeah i think so
0: yeah i remember because me and Kadi went to go cover it so mm-hmm. shout out to Kadi. huge shout out to Kadi. she just got married with uh our good friend tom so shout out to them absolutely amazing we love you guys and are excited for you guys' new chapter as well so shout out to our friends
1: yes congratulations to them happy for them
0: Yes, absolutely. But uh, all right, we'll kind of wrap it up here then. And then uh, I know I've said that for like the last four or five times, but no, <laughs> this is literally where we're going to end it here. Uh, Dylan, again, it was, it's was it been fun. It's been great as always. It's reminiscence of old times when it was just me and you. But uh, we'll be back here to talk all things Blue America. Most likely Chris will come back and join us. Will we get Christian ever to come back? I don't know. He's always seems to be always doing something. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, shout out to AJ as well. Just want to say that because he did an amazing job with the ladies and the ladies won the trophy so AJ that 100% belongs to you Uh, with that said I hope you guys have a wonderful day take care and as always Arriba America
1: Ladies and gentlemen this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast the number one source for all things Club America in English make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage And subscribe to our podcast, wherever it is you may listen.